welcome to your self-love sanctuary. Sessions to bring you home wherever you are. This podcast is best listened to in a cozy environment. Relax, unwind, and listen in. This is your time to just be. Welcome, listeners. I am so grateful to have you here again listening. And I have a surprise for you today. You won't be listening to me talking. I have a dear friend of mine, a soul sister. Her name is Anne Marie McKenzie, and she is a soulful business strategist. She weaves heart intelligence, numerology, and spiritual tools into the work she does. And today's focus is numerology. So I hope you're excited. And this is a topic that I personally don't know a whole lot about yet, but I'm feeling extremely guided to have her on the show. And I can't wait to learn. I'm excited for you to learn as well. So Anne-Marie, before we get talking, let's just ground into our heart space and think of the message that we want to radiate out to every ear listening. And if you're ready, I'd love to say hi. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm grateful that we have finally carved out the time for us to to have this conscious conversation. It's long overdue. It is. I'm so glad you were able to be a part of it today. Let's just start with this question before we get into the beautiful woo of numerology. I want to appeal to the science brains, the ones who think logically. Why should we believe in numerology? Why should we spend time hearing about what's coming up this year? Mm, Excellent question. We could actually talk about this for an hour because I get, I'm such a nerd when it comes to the science and the math behind numerology. It came into my life last year in 2021 in a very unexpected way. I set an intention last year to gain massive clarity in terms of my own wealth, my money mindset, and the abundance that I was calling in. Don't you just love how the universe is such a trickster? And then all of a sudden I become certified in numerology. I mean, my initial approach was very masculine. I was like, okay, I'm going to hire a bookkeeper and I'm going to make them send me reports every month and I'm going to look at them. And I laugh at myself because that's not how I do anything. (laughs) That is not how I would guide a client to go through that process. And so I, yeah, I just look back and laugh and I'm not surprised that numerology fell into my lap. It was um, a coach, a friend of mine, we were talking about collaborative wealth and I shared a little bit of my story and she said, I would love for you to join this five day free experience. And the stars just aligned with this mentor. I just want to 
hone in on that, how you said you don't usually work with numbers. You're not usually all about finances and getting your ducks in a row and all of that. So would you say that you typically resonate with like embodying the divine feminine attributes in your life versus the the masculine? Yes, now. But if you were to talk to me 10 years ago, absolutely not. Okay. I call myself a recovering A-type. I was very masculine, very toxic masculine in a lot of ways. And it's been a journey and a process for me to embody my feminine leadership. It does come naturally to me now, but it didn't, it didn't always. And there were aspects that I realized the more I took that time to be in the space of feminine energy, feminine qualities, feminine leadership, that I realized the blocks I was creating in the masculine world for myself when it came to the energetics of money and numbers and wealth and abundance and finances. It is beautiful, that marriage of divine, masculine and feminine, which we all have. The numerology that I'm speaking of today was developed by a man that we are all very familiar with because of high school math, Pythagoras. Everyone is familiar with the Pythagorean theorem. What is really incredibly interesting to me is why didn't we get taught this in high school? (laughs) Because this would have been a lot more beneficial to me than what I actually did learn. Uh, Pythagoras, he was born in Greece. When he was 18 years old, he decided to shift to Egypt. And this, so this is an ancient modality. This isn't something that was developed, you know, 20, 30 years ago, like human design. This has been around for a very, very long time. And he started to learn about uh, metaphysical, metaphysical development from Egyptians and spiritual teachings. And he created a school for numerology to study astrology and the patterns of the universe. What I love about Pythagoras is he was the first man to allow women into his school. At that time, they it was it was frowned upon, and he made space for women to attend. Now, when I learned all of this, I'm very I'm a, very much a believer in past lives. I know that I've had many past lives. I know that I've been in Egypt. I've had confirmations that I've been in Egypt, that I've been in a place of power in Egypt before. And when I heard this information, it, it rang through every single cell in my body. And I realized I know all of this. This is why it's coming so easily to me, because I do believe that I was a part of this school. And I learned from Pythagoras way back when it helps that I have an incredible mentor and teacher, but I, easily grasp all of these concepts it intuitively divinely comes to me this information through patterns and numbers if if those who are listening today haven't really resonated with numerology or don't understand it or haven't heard about it before i want you to just pause for a moment and think of numbers in your life and how they show up in your life Do you experience patterns frequently? Are you somebody who will look at the clock and see 1111? Our spirit guides, spiritual support teams, the universe is always speaking to us, is always guiding us. 
And the amazing thing that's quite easy to understand, it's very simple. The universe works in patterns. This is the mathematics of it and the science of it. It's connected to astrology. So we go through cycles. The universe goes through cycles. We have an energetic code that is layers upon layers upon layers of information that helps us define and uncover who it is that we truly are, what our dharma is in this lifetime, the intention for our souls in this lifetime, the karmic lessons for us to overcome. This is all mapped out for us from the, the day that we were born until the moment that we pass and our soul shifts. And universally, we all experience energetic patterns that govern us. So as soon as we start to understand the energetics of these numbers and the patterns, we can calibrate our own personal energy to this energy to create massive momentum, ease, <laughs> flow. <laughs> there's just, there's so much more joy, abundance, and freedom when we understand this. And so it was evident for me to incorporate and integrate this into everything that I was doing because it allows me to, I dislike the, the term hack. <laughs> it allows me to, and I, I don't want my clients to jump any steps, but we are able to get to the root of their area of focus a lot quicker. We are able to see their challenges and their obstacles that they are here to overcome much easier, much faster. And so we can get to doing the work, which is why they came to me, because they're ready and willing to make changes. And all of this is also connected to the transformation cycle. So we have seven planets that are visible to us, and we go through a transformation cycle every single year. So for us, for example, when we have our birthday, our birthday in the next 52 days is our Mercury period, which brings us awareness into our lives. A lot of people are very familiar with Mercury retrograde. We're in Mercury retrograde right now as Stephanie and I are talking and we've had tech issues. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we have done a lot of work in terms of communication. So we have not had communication issues between the two of us, which is also related to Mercury. Um, but we have had tech issues. What Mercury does for us, particularly when it's in retrograde, it slows everything down, makes us feel like things are going backwards. But what it's doing is it's creating a pause for us to shed light on aspects of our life that are out of alignment that aren't in flow and aspects of our life that we are extremely grateful for, for expansion. I'm super, super excited about all that we're going to learn today because this is a beautiful year coming up. Anne-Marie has told me a lot about what is happening this year. And the biggest thing is that it's about unity consciousness. Am I right? Like heart centeredness. Mm -hmm. So Anne-Marie, I'd love for you to share all about what's going on this year. 2022 for me 
is about being the creative channel of love in all areas of our lives and business for the fellow heart-centered entrepreneurs that are listening. How can we be a creative channel of love for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for our community, and for the planet? How can we incorporate being a creative channel of love in our physical movements, into our emotional, mental, and physical well-being, and spiritual well-being? When I look at 2022, and again, this is why I know it's not a coincidence that you and I talked yesterday, who it is that you are and what it is that you have going on with your membership and your programs and your offerings. This year is a year for Stephanie's business, in my opinion, because it is about building a home physically and metaphorically. You just gave me chills. We can feel that it's necessary. We can feel the culmination of energy from 2021. And maybe we should talk about that just for a moment. Yeah. So we can fully understand and integrate the energy of 2022. So numerically, 2021 was a five universal energy year. The five is all about adventure, shake and shit up, change, and it's very heart-centered. In numerology, there's an energetic grid. So for a visualization for your listeners, draw a tic-tac-toe in your mind. In the left column, bottom left corner, we start with a one and we move up that column vertically, one, two, three. We go to the bottom center column, four, five in the middle, six, and the bottom right is a seven, eight, nine. So you can visualize that the five is in the center of the energetic grid. So the five can relate to all other energies. So it has this capacity to be able to pause, look around and question what is out of alignment. What is no longer connecting to my heart? What is, hmm, who, what <laughs> are aligned with my values? So there was a massive questioning that happened in 2021. We don't need to go into world politics <laughs> for us to be able to connect those dots and go, oh, that is why a lot of what we experienced happened, particularly the great resignation, which is what they're calling it. We saw a massive amount of people leave their jobs because it was no longer in alignment with their values, with how it is that they wanted to feel. The intelligence of their heart started screaming to them, used to be whispers, in 2020, it was whisper. In 2021, it got a heck of a lot louder and really encouraged people to make the changes that they deeply desired, that their soul was craving. 
many of us shed toxic relationships in our personal worlds and in in our business worlds. I know for myself, I had a massive shift in the clients that I was serving. I've been very fortunate since I started this business in 2015 that I have always attracted my dream clients, but there was this new level that showed up for me in 2021. And this is again, what happens when we calibrate to these energies. It was very expansive for me. So as there was this shift of, mm, there was a letting go, there was a, um, in some ways, a a disconnect. Um, There was a shedding. It was very lonely. It was very isolating. But what was happening simultaneously was this evolution. This, as I created space, by letting go, by shedding, then I created opportunities for my soul family to start to come back into my life. And so there were many opportunities for myself and for many friends that I speak to where when a new connection was made, it was very much like, have we been, have we been friends for a long time? Like, have we hung out some other time? There was this, um, this remembering of who each other was, even though there was, they were complete strangers. I hear every word you're saying. I resonate with every bit of it. A little bit of that spillover is happening in in 2022 still, because it's not easy. Change is not easy on so many levels. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge and witness that we are all We are all on different journeys and we are all on different paths. And your heart and your soul might be telling you, encouraging you, screaming at you to make these changes, but it's not easy, particularly when it comes to people that we love. And so not everybody was ready quite yet. And that's okay to make those changes. So for some, that spillover is going to continue happening in 2022 because as we start rebuilding our home, say if we were to um, let's put a lens on relationships and society for a moment, right? Our family, our friends, the communities that we belong to, the causes that are near and dear to our heart. We are building that house this year. And so If you were to start, say, from complete scratch, building that home, not only is there that physical space of what does that look like, but then who do I want to allow to enter into my home? Is it this person that is toxic, that is negative, that is one-sided, that all of a sudden doesn't have the ability to empathize or have compassion for others? or see things from different perspectives. And so as we build our homes, I I believe, I truly do believe this year, there will be more of, it's not that they're not welcome, it's that I'm just gonna keep you over there for now. Uh, (laughs) You know, for me, it's, you know, I say I've let go, I say I've shed, but I, in some ways with certain people, 
I haven't completely let go. I'm choosing to love them from afar. Understanding that we all have perspective and reasons to be the way we are, to still love them. I think it's important to note at this time too that this can feel selfish. That may be true for you at some point in your life, but I want to grant you permission that selfishness is necessary, is a good thing, can be an incredible creative channel of love for yourself. Yeah. This year is about ending the cycle of people pleasing. This year is about ending the cycle of pedestal thinking. This year is the year to put a stop to obligation energy. I am so happy to be alive in the year of the six. There have been times, dark times, because I'm human. <laughs> and I know from all of my teachings from Star Wars that light can't exist without the dark. And, yeah. and I go through mm. those, I go through the dark side willingly, openly, um, and excited about it because I know what's on the other side. During those dark moments, during that the dark, dark times, there were occasions where I questioned, why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing? I don't want to be a part of this. And then through my spiritual practices and through my rituals, I was able to come back into this remembering that, oh, right, I fucking chose to be here. Like my soul hung out with a bunch of other souls before this lifetime and said, okay, shit's going down in on the earth now like we are we are going to raise the vibration of the collective consciousness of the earth's frequency who's down who's in and i was like let's do this like i'm gonna come as an aries so i could be super fiery i'm gonna come in as like this light warrior to to help foster and empower others to go through these changes i love being a change maker and i do feel that uh, this six energy year is going to going to be a catalyst of growth and change for for a lot of people. I'm so grateful that I came as a moon in cancer because I've got that nurturing side. And I do feel that that's where I'm here to serve is to be that change, but in a soft and gentle way, you mm -hmm. know, and to the listeners, we all can show up in whatever feels authentic to us. Mm -hmm. Like Annie said, our souls chose to be here in these trying times, yet very exciting times. Mm. I love that. Little cup of comfort there. Before we dive into uh, Aries Cancer and how that relates to numerology, which is life path numbers and ruling numbers, um, let's just carry on the conversation about 2022 for a little bit further, a little, sure, bit, little bit more, and then... I can um, guide listeners and you through the understanding of how our own personal energetic code relates to this universal year energy that we're all experiencing, that we're all witnessing. Sounds amazing. Okay. So being a creative channel of love, building our houses mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And when I say that, it's like building a home you know it's 
my mentor said it. I love how she how she expressed this year. She says it's like cozying up to your favorite blanket in front of a fire with a warm cup of tea. And I love that analogy because the energy of the six, everything really does work out for a six. When I connect with clients who have a ruling number six and I tell them this, often the response is, yeah, everything works out. They're very laissez-faire about it. And I encourage them to pause. I say, can we just let this sink in for a moment? Like, let's bring awareness into this so you can accept it and take responsibility for it. Because these are the, th the first three steps to the path to transformation. And if you do not own this as your birthright, you're going to keep paddling upstream. Everything works out for a six. Yeah, it does. You're right. Like not everything works out for everybody. It doesn't. And so for a six, especially sixes who are healers, metaphysical teachers, who are coaches, that's the medicine that they bring to their clients. This is what 2022, this is the medicine that 2022 is bringing to us. It is showing us that life is going to get really fucking messy sometimes. Yes. Can you just tell our listeners how they'd find out if they were a six? I know it's a very simple process. Absolutely. So we take all of the digits of our, num of our birthday and we add them up. And so let's use you, Stephanie, as an example. Perfect. So August, which yeah. is an eight, 7th 1983 so we're literally adding 8 plus 7 plus 1 plus 9 plus 3 it equals 36 we work in the realm of the energetic grid is 1 to 9 and our life path and ruling numbers range from 2 to 11 Again, we're working with Pythagoras numerology. In other forms of numerology, they will have life path numbers or ruling numbers from one to nine. Pythagoras believed that the one energy was God energy. And so we are not, we are not assigned that energy. Um, so we work with two to 11. So when we add up all the digits of your birthday, we get 36, so we're gonna add three and six which equals nine. So you are a ruling number nine, and we'll get into that in a moment. So for any listeners out there, if your ruling number is a six, this is an amplified energetic year for you. Everything's gonna work out. <laughs> Everything so is really gonna work out, yeah. So the reason why I want to emphasize that everything is going to work out is because with the six energy, there's, with everything, there's a high vibration and a low vibration. And so the lower vibration of the six energy is conflict, is duality, is polarization. Surprise, surprise, what's happening right now, right? It's just so accurate, you can't even challenge it. In Canada, in case there are people listening from around the world, we have a massive movement that started with a group of truckers that is going to parliament to protest all mandates for all people in our country. 
And so what's incredible about this is I kind of knew that was going to happen. It's like, I'm like, something's going to happen. I knew there was going to be this shakeup, this conflict, this pushback. I knew there was going to be this rising of people that were going to stand and say no more. And I knew this because January is a seven energy month and seven energy is all about motion and action and divine wisdom and implementing that knowledge. The seven is a doer. And so when we combine all of that together, it's no surprise that, that this is happening. It's happening globally. I'm just talking about the lens. What a powerful perspective you hold in being a numerologist. Mm. It's really cool. I worked with a therapist um, after I lost my mom. And part of the work we were doing was understanding my dharma in this lifetime, the intention and the purpose of why I'm here and what I'm doing. And I loved her perspective because she, she brought it back to my inner child. And she asked, when you were a little girl, what did you use to play? I was like, oh, this is an interesting question. I said, well, I would line up all my stuffies and I would pull up my chalkboard and I would teach them things. And she said, okay, what else did you do? I said, I would go into my nanny's sewing room and I would lay out all her fancy buttons from her drawer. And at the door, I would have my cash register. And when all of the people that worked on our farm would come in for lunch, I'd invite them to come to my store and purchase things. She goes, okay, is there anything else? And it wasn't until recently that I remembered this I loved playing the fortune teller. I was obsessed with any movie that had that genie that had a fortune teller. Like I loved Aladdin, probably also because Robin Williams was the voice of him and I love Robin Williams. Um, What was that movie? Was it Tom Hanks Big where there was the fortune teller in there? I was obsessed with that and I loved fortune telling and being able to predict and see the future. So I wish I could contact this therapist again I don't work with her anymore but you know she she pointed it out to me she goes so let me get this straight you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur that taught people things she goes I'd say you're you're pretty much on your path and your life purpose and now to weave this into it it's just again another layer of my energetic code that I have finally accepted as my birthright as who it is that I truly am to gift that to the world and it almost, for me anyways, hearing you speak of it, how you you felt that there was going to be a shakeup in Canada and things like this, that there was going to be a change of the tides. It almost is like this crone-like energy, like I can just be here still and trust because mm-hmm. I know. Incredibly important for all of us this year because with conflict, with duality, with, with polarization, it has a negative impact on our nervous system. And we've seen that in the last two years with the rise of mental health, the extreme rise in suicide rates, depression, anxiety. There's this free floating anxiety where people are experiencing anxiety like never before, and they don't have any idea where it comes from. Even with all of the work that I do on a daily basis, my anxiety was heightened in 2021 and I still have pockets of it. I'm able to 
I have a really great bounce back rate <laughs> in terms of going through it because of the tools that I have. Uh, it's very important in 2022 for all of us to tap into um, rituals, practices that regulate our nervous system. So something as simple as get your rest. Yeah. Get a good night's sleep on a regular, consistent basis. Decrease your caffeine intake. If you can get it down to zero, that's best. And change uh, your, your warm drinks to something like a rooibos tea that is just chocked full of antioxidants. Uh, meditation or breath work is one of my absolute favorites. Connecting to high quality essential oils. I very much loved doTERRA. I'm a believer in, um, in doTERRA. I also would highly recommend Young Living essential oils. Just for anybody listening, please just stay away from brick and mortar essential oils. They are not high quality, potent, pure. Um, and in order for us to calibrate to the frequency of that oil, they really need to be um, unadulterated. Nervous system regulation. I'm learning about the vagus nerve right now. And I reached out to a friend and said, I was today years old when I learned this. <laughs> I can't believe no one told me this where all we have to do is interlace our fingers, place them behind our head, elbows out, lay flat. You can put your knees up in the air if you want to. And often I catch myself sleeping this way. I'll wake up in the morning and I'm sleeping with my knees up and my hands behind my back, fingers interlaced and my elbows out. And you just have to take shift your eyes to three o'clock and just stay in that position until you yawn and you've regulated your nervous system. You've calmed the vagus nerve. So it's about getting out of our sympathetic state and getting into the parasympathetic state. Earthing, bare feet in the grass. Oh, in Canada, it's too cold kind of for that right now. I so miss my visits to the ocean. Um, what I do instead right now, I'm fortunate I have a hot tub. It's a saltwater hot tub. So having saltwater baths, pink Himalayan salt, Epsom salts, using your essential oils, um, and then having a cold shower after is a really great way to regulate our nervous system. And I'm emphasizing this because we are going to be invited as an opportunity for growth into many conflict and drama triangles in 2022. And I remember stating this in a numerology gathering I had a couple months ago. And one of the people, one of the women in the group, she sighed and you could just see this massive weight that hit her shoulders. Everything about her just exuded, I am fucking done. Like I am so done with conflict. I can't handle any more conflict. So I just want to remind all of us that because there's an invitation to enter into the conflict and drama triangle, it doesn't mean that you have to engage. Is it worth your energy? Yeah. Is it just bouncing back and forth or yeah. is it worth your energy? When we're aware of the conflict and drama triangle, again, awareness is always what brings about change. We need to ask ourselves, what roles do we play in conflict and drama? Do we show up as the victim? Poor me, 
all of these things happen to me all the time that are outside of my control? Do we show up as the rescuer? Moms are really good at playing this role. Like, I just want this fight to be done and to create peace and harmony in the home. They'll come in and fix everything. Or do you play the villain, the persecutor, the finger pointer? You didn't do what you said you were going to do. And we all have this, the primary role that we will enter into. So there's, there's many people, um, like a narcissist typically plays the villain. You know, the, there's the, the poor me, the victim consciousness, the victim mentality. But when we enter into it, we bing bong around all the different roles. You know how you were talking about selfishness earlier. Mm -hmm. I've found since I went through my rebirth this year, this past year, this past summer, Mm -hmm. um, like one of my besties, she's always sending me memes about like, anytime someone just keeps complaining, I'm out or whatever. Like, she's like, that's so you. And it is true. And I don't feel selfish about it. I feel like I need to protect this. Like, I want to help you if you want to help yourself. But if you want to keep going in this circle of victimhood, that's for you to figure out. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not my role to keep just trying to direct you. And then it's like a hamster wheel. What role am I playing right now? I'm wondering. Here, let me put this into perspective for you and and for everybody listening. I call it the circle of self. When we engage the circle of self, and I'm really part of my mission, I believe in this lifetime is to teach people that selfishness isn't a bad thing unless we're we're doing it in, in order to be in service of self. But everything that's in, everybody that's in my life that I'm attracting into my life my the friends that I'm calling in, my soul family, which is on this earthly plane, the clients, we are in service to the world. Yeah. So selfishness is okay. So I call this the circle of self. When we engage in the circle of self, which involves self-love, self-care, self-compassion, and our heart-centered rituals and practices, we create a healthy boundary that stops us from entering that triangle. Yeah. And when we choose not to engage in that low level of consciousness, we choose to step into a much higher level of consciousness. So instead of becoming the victim or being the victim or playing the victim, we move into creator consciousness because life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Yeah. That's creator consciousness. Remembering that the universe wants us to win. The universe has our back. The universe is just has just been waiting for us to wake up in a sense and say, okay, I'm ready to play. And sometimes it can be tempting to just be like, okay, I'll talk about that or just because it's easy, Mm. but it doesn't feel good and it Mm -hmm. doesn't create. Yeah. Well, for myself, when I choose to engage and I'm not quite the master at it yet, but I am definitely becoming one. I will engage, but it's because I know I'm not operating in villain consciousness. I'm operating in heart-centered consciousness. And in my personal belief system, heart-centered consciousness is about challenging values, is about challenging beliefs, is about challenging choices. But we do so from an empathetic, loving, kind and compassionate place. Yeah. 
very different. And I will do this only when I feel that the energy has the potential to change. And that leads back to rescuer consciousness. When we're in rescuer mode, we aren't realizing that you can't help people who aren't willing to help themselves. Yeah. That next level, that next layer, when we activate the circle of self, we are activating collaborative consciousness or collective consciousness. So we are coming from this place of, I see you and I hear you and you are wanting to change. You are wanting to understand. You are wanting to consider different perspectives, but you want, you want support. You, you need somebody to hold that space for you and to hold energetically um, an opportunity for you to, to make those considerations. And so I will say yes to it. And there are times where this is probably the Aries in me where I just show up and I'll drop a truth bomb and then I turn off notifications. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just speak my mind and share my truth. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to have anything else to do with that's this awesome. anymore. And that, that's, that's what's true for me. That's what works for me. I, it may not for other people. If you don't agree with that, then, you know, this is about navigating what is what is right, what is true, um, and what is what is our path, because we're all going to experience things differently. We're all on on different paths, on different journeys. Um, the important thing is to remember that there's more than one way up the mountain. <laughs> yes, yes, and to always focus on expansiveness. So all of this that that we just talked about, this also supports us in ending our karmic lessons and cycles in terms of people pleasing. So saying no or saying yes, when we really mean no, that obligation energy, well, the girls get together every single Christmas and have a bunch of drinks. And so this is what we do. And so am I going to go and do that? Even though I'm not, I love them, but I may not necessarily be in alignment with with who they are now, or maybe I just energetically don't have the capacity to engage in a social setting at that time. Right. And so again, permission granted, it's okay to say no. It really is. It's okay to say no. And I truly believe as well, understanding this conflict and drama triangle and developing that strong circle of self, we begin to put a stop to pedestal thinking as well, believing that somebody um, is better than or that we are better than someone else because of our choices, like it goes both ways. Yeah. So I, I know for myself, I have chosen to be a victim of pedestal thinking, where I've taken a mentor and I've, I've, I've put them up on this pedestal. And then when they do something wrong, I'm like, ah, they did something wrong and I knocked them up. I'm like, why did I have them on the pedestal in the first place? They're human. I struggle with that as well, putting people on pedestals. It's one of my biggest things to overcome. I'm so grateful to hear that perfectionism and putting people on pedestals are the two things that are going mm -hmm. this year. Rebuild that house. Yeah. So you can, you can really see why I, in my heart, the message, the divine download that came through was 2022 being a creative channel of love. Yeah. The six 
is about harmony. The six is about balancing the masculine and feminine. The six is about creating visions for the future and moving towards those visions. So what are these houses that you want to build? What do they look like? What do they feel like? What do they smell like? Who is in those houses with you? Who are you inviting to join you in those houses? Do you have blankets for everybody? What kind of tea are you going to be serving? And when we can apply this perspective of a creative channel of love in our spiritual houses, in our emotional, in our heart-centered houses, in our uh, mental houses, and in our physical houses, that's beautiful. When we dive into that, that's when we're going to start to realize, oh, shit, I got a lot of stuff. And so the six energy that's coming in in 2022 is really an invitation as well to declutter, to detoxify, to release, to let go of things again that are just no longer serving you. And so I love what it is that you're gifting to the world with your medicine guiding people through this process of energetically cleansing these spaces internally and externally. For those of you who are not aware, I have a little membership and it's called Sanctuary Room by Room. And what that is about is each month you dive in to one room of the home and we first get clarity of what's not working. So like an exfoliation what is resonant with you and your soul and where you're going and what feels good. And then we create that space. So there's all kinds of examples and it's full of teachings and it's very soothing, very calming. So if you are looking to infuse a little more you into your home, since this is the year of the six, definitely check that out. I love it. I do believe that cleansing and clearing our spaces physically is oftentimes the first step to then move into our emotional, mental, and spiritual houses. Absolutely. I totally agree. Especially if you're a highly sensitive person like myself, yeah. I require that. I can't wait to have you as a guest on in the Conscious Business Immersion. This is Soulful Strategies for Heart-Centered Entrepreneurs. We map out a 12-month plan that energetically aligns with the universe and our own personal energetic code. One of the aspects of that that I want, the medicine that I want you to bring in is exactly that, is creating sanctuaries um, in our business and, and in our homes that are going to amplify the the gifts that we are bringing to the world it's going to be so magical oh yes that aligns with me what i love about this stephanie and i you know for those of you who may not may not know this but we used to be desire map facilitators we've shifted into this heart-centered facilitation but the desire map was really all about understanding and clarifying how you want to feel we are shifting into uh, heart-centered. Uh, the question more now is about what do I want to embody? But we used to come up with a set of core feelings. And this was a process for a lot of people. And what I'm noticing now, when I go through people's divine numerology blueprint, there's an immediate, it's freedom. 
Like, that's how I want to feel. That's what I want to embody freedom. Like we don't need to, and I'm not saying biohack or skip, skip the soul work, but there is this, you know what, in, in the meantime, while you are going to head down this journey, head down this path, here is something to anchor you into the energy of who you are. So for the sixth year, if you want to choose an intention or a word, possibly it could be something like harmony or balance, sanctuary, home, beingness. Yeah. That's my word, just to be. This helps us create a heart compass that gives us a direction. Oh, we are so craving direction right now, aren't we? Like, we're like, I'm in the middle of a storm, really, all of us. We're in the middle of a storm, right? Right in the smack dab in the middle of a tornado. And it's it's foggy, it's messy, uh, it can be overwhelming. And so when we have these intentions, these emotional intentions that's coming from this heart intelligence place that's 5,000 times stronger than that of the mind. It gives us the capacity and the capability to make those tiny steps forward that lead to our quantum leaps. When we take it a layer deeper and we go into your own personal energetic code, then there's a personal energy that you're going to bring into this now you are a ruling number nine (laughs) i love i love all the numbers like i don't have a favorite i love all the numbers i love what nines have going on my mom was a nine energy um 2022 is going to end in a nine energy month. December is a nine energy month. We also have uh, seven, eight, nine. March is a nine energy month. So March and December this year is an amplification for you of who you are. Nine energy. The visualization that I like to give people is nine energy is graduation day. Because graduation day is a celebration, right? a celebration of the past, a celebration of accomplishments, a celebration of choices that led you to where it is that you want to go. It is starting to come together. And it's just like, I'm seeing that perfectionism go. I'm seeing the whole like people pleasing go. And I'm seeing myself like step into the more raw and real and true version of who Stephanie is. And it does feel like I am just kind of like from the girl to the woman. Like it's true. It's like, okay, yes, I have been putting in a lot of work. I, I, I have put in the work I'm stepping into the worth portion now and seeing that I'm not for everyone, but I'm for a certain group Mm -hmm. and I need to be who I truly am to serve whoever is going to come in my circle, not serve, but to, I don't like the word serve to me. That sounds like I'm putting my own self on a pedestal, which I'm not doing more like to, to resonate and have those connections and seeing people for who they are and them seeing me for who I am. And just kind of like co-creating with that. This is a great reminder. This is what it, this is what it means to do the work is to step into that authentic power of who it is that we truly are and accept our energetic code as our birthright. As a nine, there's the graduation day 
remember that it'll be interesting to hear your response to this. So there's a huge celebration, but there's also your life is like, what the fuck is next? Now, what do I do? I do feel like, um, there's so, there's so much coming. The reason that you feel like that is because as a ruling number nine, and this is who you are intrinsically, this is your most powerful number to, to compare it to astrology. This is like being a Leo or being an Aries. Okay. okay. So this is the, this is the first layer, but this is like kind of the biggest layer of your energetic code. The nine is a humanitarian. The nine is literally here to be of service to the world. And what happens with that nine energy sometimes is you are such an incredibly beautiful, magnificent ball of light that you attract and attract and attract. But sometimes it gets to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle all of this. And so the nine, it makes me laugh because brilliant bright light dims the light, hides. Okay, I'm ready again. Big brilliant bright light then dims the light. So when you talk about, I feel like there's going to be these waves, mm-hmm. you create those waves, love. Okay. <laughs> by giving too much and then needing to go in. Yeah. yeah. Like when I do my retreats and stuff, it's my joy. It's my everything. But then I need to be alone for like two or three days after. Yeah. 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 So roll with those waves, create your own waves, create the, the ebbs and flow and the, and, and, and crank up the intensity or not circle of self so beautiful circle of self that's what it's about it can be simple spritzing with essential oils to cleanse your aura and cleanse the energetic aura of other people that you're physically working with getting good night rests like a good night sleep not booking anything a couple days before a couple days after um eating nourishing whole foods meditating taking some deep breaths the there's a couple cool things i want to point out in your chart and that when i when i laid it out it made me laugh because i keep attracting the same people like once i dive into um, people's numerical code especially people i've known for quite some time like yourself i just laugh because i'm like of course she's this because there's so many people that come to me that have this energy about them so you have an arrow of influence in your chart um, that is called the arrow of activity So I wanted to point this out to you because what the arrow of activity means is that anything that you put your mind to and your heart and your soul is going to be successful. This is your birthright. Success is defined on your own terms of what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it smells like. But anything you put your heart, mind, and soul to, it will be successful as having the arrow of activity. You have an absent arrow, the arrow of frustration. This is because you don't have a four, five, six in your birthday. Basically, if we are not interested in something and we say yes to it, it's frustrating and it pisses us off. So a big reminder, and again, I'm waving my magic wand, permission granted, to say no to things that just aren't of interest to you. I feel so seen talking to you. Good. The other cool thing I wanted to point out is you got double eights. 
the double eights, eight on its side, infinity symbol. Okay, so there's infinite possibility in your energetic code, which when you mash that up with being of service to the world, a humanitarian, and this arrow of activity, it absolutely amplifies. Doesn't matter what you choose to do, it's going to be amazing. This means you're a seeker of truth, these double eights, a seeker of wisdom, and you often gather that wisdom through traveling. So travel as much as you can. You're really great with details and you have a sharpened sense of assessment. So energetically walking into a room, nope, this isn't where I want to be, get out. And there's another layer of the double eights means you're going to excel in any chosen field. Stephanie is really amazing. She is magnificent. And I'm going to tell her, I'm going to remind her of this through her energetic code. Your personal day number is a seven, which means you love to gather wisdom. But sometimes you get so obsessed in gathering of the wisdom that you forget to feel into the joy of gathering the wisdom. And then you know so much that you can't possibly think of other people that know what you know. And so you're like, well, why would I bother talking about it? Because people don't know what I know. <laughs> you're laughing so true, right? People don't know what you know. They need to hear your medicine. So as a seven, share your knowledge and your wisdom with the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have just been this like lightning bolt of electricity <laughs> in a good way. Thank you. I just feel like you're really encouraging me to let go of all these things that hold me back. That's a message to all of us. All of that negativity we feel is not who we are. And if we want to dive deeper and really truly understand this, I encourage you to book a session with Anne-Marie. Mm -hmm. And today you spoke a lot about the really good things in my chart, but I bet you if you go deeper, you'll see some like struggles that I have as well, which would be really good for me as well you, to step in, right? You talked about it. You're dealing with it. You're going through it. The nine energy is a perfectionist. The nine energy is judgmental and critical on themselves when gone unchecked that will spill into the people that they love. Uh, it's, it is completion energy. So you have, you have a one, you have a nine, you know how to start things and you know how to finish things. You're going to excel in every field. You um, have that arrow of activity. That nine energy, when it's in the low vibration, can stop you because of that perfectionism. But you are you already touched on it where you're like, I know this and I'm moving through it. So one of the things that I believe is I have that nine energy as well. I have double nine energy. So double the amount of perfectionism and being critical of myself and others. And so I don't ignore it or avoid it. It's about witnessing it and hanging out in that shadowy space and feeling what I need to feel in order to heal it. So I sit in the perfectionism. I'm like, why, why am I trying to put myself on a pedestal? Yeah. Why do I think that what I'm sharing isn't good enough? Why am I connecting my worth to doing more? How, let's try less is more. What does that look like and feel like? I still have 
powerful testimonials. I still get text messages and, and DMs from clients that are like, you blew my hair back today. I, what was that all about? Like, where have you been my whole life? And that's from using the less is more philosophy. That's from me owning the perfectionist and then shifting that vibration into progress, not perfection. When you show up in that space, you're doing your work and you're mirroring to your client a reflection of all that they are. And it's kind of like they already know it, but it's that confirmation. That's what I've felt with astrology. I can accept me. And this has been such a beautiful, real conversation. I'm so grateful to call you my friend. Oh, the feeling is absolutely mutual. I love you <laughs> deeply. And I am so, so grateful that our souls paths crossed and that we listen to the divine heart sparks and the divine downloads. And when we feel that call to connect, we do and we create magic through these conscious conversations. So I truly appreciate you and, and your listeners and gifting me this opportunity to share on your platform. It's been a pleasure. And before we go, please let my listeners know how they can find you because I am sure many of them will want to. Oh, thanks. Uh, my website is annemariemckenzie.com. I'm an Anne without an E and I'm a Mick, not a Mac. <laughs> uh, you can find me on socials, uh, annemariemckenzie13. 13 is a very powerful number, uh, in my opinion, very near and dear to my heart. So that's why it's attached to it. I would love to hang out. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And let's do a tea soon. Absolutely. Much love. Well, listeners, I hope that you got as much out of this conversation as I did. And again, I encourage you to reach out to Anne-Marie, even just on Instagram to start if you're not ready to book a session. Um, she shares a lot of beautiful truth bombs and insights. And I'm pretty sure you can see that she's very heart-centered and grounded in the work she does. I hope that you feel a lot of peace this week. And I hope you remember just how awesome you are. Okay, bye for now.